Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. I feel like the bigger the situation, just the better I wrestle. World Championships, Olympics. I feel like I'm always at my best. It's incredible to see what wrestling provides, especially for the women in the sport now, comparison to what I experienced growing up. I don't know if I ever imagined myself being able to live a life in a wrestling career like this. I humbled myself so much that I wasn't able to look in the mirror and say, hey man, you're pretty good, you know, and have that confidence. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think everyone needs to be able to do that. Everyone needs to, like I said, if you can't speak it in the truth, it's not going to I know I'm not that good yet, but I try to hold myself to like junior level and senior level standards so that when I wrestle those senior level guys and I train with them, it's not different. Like that's just how I've been preparing. It's like I've been preparing to wrestle at the Olympics. I'm still really freaking good, you know? I still move really well. I still feel good. And uh, I'll be a world champ again. I'll be a world champ. Now it's time for Bonus Points, the official podcast of the national governing body at USA Wrestling. From Colorado Springs, Colorado, here's your host, Richard Immel. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the USA Wrestling Bonus Points Podcast. I am your host, Richard Immel, and we've got a little back-to-back action for you this week. Figured I'd give you some bonus bonus points. My jokes are awesome, I know. So a pretty awesome episode today. We're going to sit down with two-time NCAA champion Gabe Dean. But before we get to Gabe, just a quick word from our presenting partners at KT Tape. Just want to remind you that KT Tape... It's an elastic sports and fitness tape designed for muscle, ligament, and tendon pain relief and support. KT Tape is a proud sponsor of USA Wrestling and Team USA. Elite athletes must be in top form to compete. And with KT Tape, you can train longer and finish stronger. So big thanks to KT Tape for their support of the show and USA Wrestling. Back to Mr. Dean. He just completed a phenomenal career for the Cornell Big Red. Two-time NCAA champion, as I mentioned, Also a four-time NCAA All-American with placements of third, first, first, and second. We are definitely going to hit on that NCAA tournament that just took place a couple weeks ago with him finishing as runner-up at 184 pounds in the big match. We will touch on that in this interview. Gabe has posted a 152-7 career record. That's a school record for, for most wins at Cornell. 101 of his wins came by bonus points. 50 of those wins came by pin, which is just astounding. He is a four-time EIWA Conference Champion, two-time Ivy League Wrestler of the Year, and absolutely one of the good guys in this sport. And I think you'll learn a lot from what Gabe has to say uh, over the course of the next hour. Let's get to it. 
I got Gabe Dean coming up on Bonus Points. Hi, this is Andy Bezik, two-time world bronze medalist, and you're listening to Bonus Points with Richard Immel. All right, joining me today, two-time NCAA champion, four-time All-American, one of the best wrestlers we've seen in in quite some time coming through the college circuit, just an all-around great guy. Gabe Dean, uh, I appreciate you coming on, my man, and uh, how are things going? Oh, things are going good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on for this opportunity. Uh, it's great to be here and uh, excited to talk with you. You know, I, I'm, I'm preparing for this uh, for this interview and, I, and I'm looking through some of your stats and I'm just like, man, this is this is crazy. You got like 152 wins, you know, school record for wins. 101 of these wins are by bonus points, 50 pins. You know, you've got a long list of credentials, four time conference champ. Etc. But you know, I'm reading reading stories about you, and I think you know the one thing that sort of stuck out to me is um, I'm reading on the Cornell website. You know, tens and thousands of admiring fans. You know, like you you have that that fan base built up and people that you've influenced throughout your career. You know, what does that mean to you to have to have that sort of support and that following? You know, especially given you know what's occurred over the last you know a couple of weeks. You know, what's the support been like for you? Um, it's been absolutely incredible. Uh, I, I was, um, I'm really just truly blessed. I, to have, if you would have told me coming into my college uh, career, um, that I would have been able to do some of the things that I was able to do, I would have, uh, I would have probably laughed at you because, uh, it's just been, um, unbelievable. The whole journey through college, what I've learned, the people that I've met and, uh, just the things that I've gotten to do with so many awesome people and learn from so many awesome people has been just, I don't know, the pleasure has been all mine. And, um, I'm, I'm just very humbled by the fact that I have so much support and so much, uh, so many just good people around me. So I'm, I'm, I'm extremely lucky to, to be in the spot that I am. And, um, going forward is, uh, with, with everybody that I love and care about and that loves and cares about me. So I'm very lucky. You've had a couple weeks now to sort of process your career, uh, your collegiate career for Cornell. Over these last couple weeks, what have you been up to? Have you been, have you been able to to decompress or gain a perspective? You know, even though, you know, we'll we'll talk about the NCAA's here in a little bit. You you didn't end it the way you wanted to, but have you gained perspective on what you've actually been able to accomplish over your time at Cornell? Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> it's hard to. I think. You know, you can't spend too much time feeling sorry for yourself um, and uh, and feeling bad about some of the outcomes that happen in your life. You know, there's always going to be there's always going to be adversity, and uh, as you go toward, if you're chasing success, you're you're always going to find adversity along the way. Um, I've uh, I've definitely t- I took a step back for about a week, and I just took a week off and. Um, you know, really try to give back to all the people that have given so much to me, you know, spend time with teammates, spend time with my coaches, have some fun, um, time with my family. Um, and I've, uh, you know, just, you know, I've been, I've, I, so many people do so much for me throughout my season and throughout my career. So I just, I try to do that, you know, this past couple of weeks and, um, you know, uh, I, I, like I, like you said, you know, it was, in a I couldn't have asked for more. Um, it was a great career. I'm just very happy that I was able to do it with the people that I was able to do it with. 
and um, I'm I'm just moving forward and you know trying to chase after the next opportunities that come my way. So, you know, you mentioned the the people that are that are with you on this journey. Can you talk a little bit more, expand upon the relationships that you've built with the coaching staff in particular? You know, Coach Cole, Coach Han, Coach Gray. You know what they have meant to you, how they have developed you and helped guide you throughout your career, ups and downs, and, and even in the last couple of weeks, you know, what they've uh, meant to you? Um, you know, I, uh, uh, I've i been pretty, you know, my relationship with Coach Cole, he's kind of like a CEO, kind of like a boss, you know, I just, uh, and he's a great boss, and he, um, he you know, I know he's going to have all, everything taken care of, and uh, I just kind of, you know, he just, I just kind of follow his lead. Um Mike Gray has been uh, uh, kind of like my uh, my weapon in my hip pocket kind of deal, in the sense that he's taught me a ton of ton of technique, uh, works with me a lot on you know how to sharpen you know some things, how to get better at you know positioning stuff, and and he's also just a great friend of mine. You know, Mike and I hang out quite a bit. I I'm a, I'm, I, I'm my his little brother is my roommate, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, we in an apartment together, so I've been pretty close with him and his family. Um, and then obviously, you know, Donnie Vincent is, uh, just always around and does a great job with some of our guys. And then, um, uh, obviously I've been very clear on, you know, me and Damien's relationship over the last about four or five years. And, um, he's been nothing but just amazing. I, I strongly believe that he's, he's definitely one of the best coaches in the country and he uh, he's gonna go on to do great things wherever where uh, you know with his with with his coaching abilities. I I think he does it. It's not that he's just a great coach, but he does a great job of developing. Uh, you know, and the whole coaching staff does, but he you know he does a great job of developing. You know, kids that like myself that weren't as uh, you know talented in high school, but you know he does a great job of developing them into good college wrestlers and. Um, you know, and off the mat, he's a great mentor, and I really look up to him and his family. And um, you know, his you know his wife Terry and you know his two sons. They're just they kind of just brought me into their family and made me one of their own. So I've been I've just been extremely lucky to have uh, him in my life. He's definitely one of the very few men that have helped me become the man I am today. Diving into the regular season a little bit, you know, I'm I'm watching you throughout the season. I'm just like Gabe Dean, destroyer of hopes and dreams and souls and you know, you just look, <laughs> you just look incredible, right? You know, throughout the regular season, you go 26 and 0. There's only one match you had that was, you know, a regular decision. All the others were bonus points. Um, speak to that focus on bonus points this year. Was that a particular goal in mind for you? Or, um, you know, I know I, I heard an interview and you, wanting to make wrestling fun to watch, you know, that was sort of a goal. Is that what drove the, the bonus point train, so to speak, this year? Well, I think like you know, um, you know, you you win two national. I've won I won two national titles, and you know, coming this year, you know, you have to. My purpose, you know, my purpose was the same in everything, but like, it's like you know, <laughs> I, you won two, might as well you know try to make the you know the last your last year and your last time going after it as fun as it can be, and uh, I strongly believe that's going out there to score points. Um, and that was kind of just the goal of the whole year. It's like, hey, you know, let's just not worry about the outcomes of matches and uh, we'll just go out there and wrestle as hard as we can and try to score as many points as we can. And that's that's what really the sport needs, you know, guys going out there, going after stuff, taking risk, 
And, um, you know, that's that's just what makes it fun, you know, and that makes people want to watch it more. So um, that that was just kind of my mindset. Like, hey, like whether you win or lose a match, you know, just be make sure it's, you know, fun for the fans to watch and entertaining. So and you yeah. open the year with the with the big match at the All-Star Classic against Miles Martin. You kind of, you know, brought us all into the wrestling season. You were the focus pretty much from there on out as well. You know, you just. Like I said, you were dominant the entire regular season. So you open the year with that major decision, and and we're all like, okay, Gabe's Gabe's here to play this year. You know, what did that do for you to sort of propel you into this season? Um, I just think like you know it was my last year to be able to do stuff like that. So I was like, you know, what a great opportunity to wrestle another great competitor. You know, Miles, I've got a lot of respect for, and I think he's a great wrestler, and. Um, you know, just get to wrestle in a cool event, you know, I mean, how many times do you get to do stuff like that, you know, you know, and I'm, you're only kind of young once, and, you know, you only get to get those, so many opportunities, so I'm just, you know, like, yeah, of course I want to wrestle in it, you know, why wouldn't I want to wrestle in it, so uh, let's do it, and, um, you know, it was a lot of fun, you know, it was, it was a good match, and it uh, just kind of started the season off uh, right for, you know, me and my, you know, my coaching staff, my program you were able to wrestle in a lot of big environments this year. And even throughout your career, you know, you've wrestled in the all-star, you've wrestled in the garden, you've wrestled in Vegas, scuffle, wrestled in Oklahoma state this year. You know, that's a big time environment. What is it about, you know, the big environments or the big, um, you know, the big stages that you'll remember the most, or, you know, maybe where's your, where's your favorite place feel most comfortable competing or enjoy competing? Uh, Cause I know you're, you know, the ultimate competitor in that respect. I think, you know, when you're in those big crazy environments for me, I was just more at, you know, I was really at peace. Just like really just, you kind of sit there and as you wait for the official to start the match, you're just like, man, it's just so cool. You know, get to do this stuff and get to wrestle in front of lots of people. And, um, just, man, you know, just, you feel like very, you know, thankful and blessed to be able to just be doing what you're doing, I think. And, um, I think, you know, I'll always, you know, revolt back to my favorite place to wrestle was in a packed, you know, Freeman Wrestling Center in Ithaca, New York. Um, that was always, you know, a very home home feeling and it's very not, you know, just really awesome. You know, obviously in the national finals is like incredible to wrestle in that kind of environment. Um, Oklahoma State was a lot of fun. Uh, Southern Scuffle is a lot of fun. You know, you, you know, Grapple the Guard is a lot of fun. All those places are fun but um you know my home base is you know it's new york so i'll say that's probably what was my favorite place to wrestle yeah it's a nice place i've been there it's a it's a lot of fun to see it's, that a, little, it's a little, nice little coop you know that gets you know it takes a, a thousand people fill it up so it's <laughs> it's uh it's kind of fun yeah man and right on top of you too it's awesome so gabe you you sort of you know going into postseason you dominated your way through iwas you know again picked up your fourth title uh, four-time conference champion that's no small feat going into nationals though coming off of that how did you feel how did you feel after you've you've sort of gone through this whole season you picked up your fourth conference title what was the feeling for you you know as far as preparation mental focus um, anything like that what do you what do you feel during that time frame um I uh well you know you you just try to peak um you just try to peak for you know that you know obviously those three days and March that matter the most uh I uh I think I was like anybody you know like I was battling maybe through some some uh 
you know, a couple, couple hit, you know, a couple little injuries, but like everybody is at that point. And uh, just, you know, just trying to get my place, just put myself in the best place to, you know, possibly win another national title. And um, yeah, so it was like, I, I felt fine. Um, I thought I was good. I was, I was in a good place. Um, just kind of, you know, take care of business as usual. And essentially you hadn't been tested as far as on the scoreboard all season, you know, how do you keep the, the mental edge or the mental focus going into the big show? I mean, you, you have to, I don't know. I've never done that obviously. So I'm just curious what your, what your philosophy was on, even though I'm, you know, I'm wrestling really well all season long. How do I try to improve, make myself better and stay focused going into the, to the nationals? Well, that's, you know, that's kind of the battle, you know, that's uh it's a, there's not, there's a ton of distractions uh, that whole week, you know, leading up to that, you know, uh, distractions, I mean, you know, interviews, media, press, you know, people t- want coming at you, you know, want, you know, like that kind of thing. And, you know, uh, you gotta just, my, my biggest thing is just trying to keep it as simple as possible. And uh, that, that's just trying to get to a guy's leg and, you know, take them down is, you know, and that kind of thing. So, uh, you gotta, you gotta, the biggest thing, and I think that's why the sport's great is you learn to block out distractions and, uh, you know, go full and try to move forward. And, uh, that, that week brings a lot of those. And I think that's what, you know, there's so many upsets during the NCAA tournament because it's, you know, kids get caught up in it and it's tough and, um, it's tough to block that, some of that stuff out. So, you know, you got to just, you know, you can prepare. It's all about your preparation, really. Leading up. It's not even about the wrestling that's going on during those three days. It's really about what everything that you did leading up to those three days. So, Yeah, and I'm looking at your tournament. It's your last two Raw at the NCAAs. You know, you're, you're the man. You're coming in as the number one seed, undefeated, look great all season. I mean, running through your results for, for the listeners real quick, it went over – uh, Michael Coleman, Navy in the first round, major decision. Went over 16th seed, Jordan Ellingwood, Central Michigan, you know, another major decision. You have that battle with Deck out in the quarters, awesome match, you know, sudden victory, 4-3. Then you, you take out Nolan Boyd in the semis, 9-3, uh, to and then you, you have the finals match, obviously, against Nickel. At the start of your tournament, you know, the first day, two majors is sort of, you know, par for the course. What we're accustomed to seeing, everything's on track. You know, in the morning of day two, you have that, barn burner with Decal, and that's really the first time i think we've seen you really tested this season right and there's that history yeah. there yeah. every match has been close with you two you guys wrestled for for third at the ncaa's as you know the freshman year yeah. talk about talk about that battle and getting tested and what that match coming out on top of that match meant to you and, and how tough it actually was you know you know jack is Jack's a great athlete, and he's really strong, and uh, he does a good job of staying in position, and uh, that's why I think our matches are always really close. Uh, it's just tough. It's really tough to score on him, and um, he uh, he's just, you know, it's just kind of a style matchup, you know, uh, just for me, and it uh, seems like almost every year we wrestle at the NCAAs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I <laughs> so, think three uh, times, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, it's 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 definitely a challenge. Uh, he's 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 a he's a great competitor. He had a, you know, he's an All-American despite 
you know, maybe he didn't finish, you know, the way he wanted to the last couple of years, but he had a great career. And, um, you know, he's just, it's just a style matchup. So, uh, yeah, I really had to battle through that one. There's no doubt about that. Um, and then, uh, you know, we got through that one and we started, you know, we, we get picked up the semifinal win and then obviously, you know, what happened Saturday night happened. So that was a tough, he's a tough kid and, uh, he's a tough competitor. So I got, I got a lot of respect for Jack. Yeah, I mean that that overtime was crazy. The, I mean, you guys were scrambling, and you had to actually like really hold on there at the end to yeah. get that right out. I mean, that was a uh, talk about those moments. I mean, you've been through the NCAA tournament so many times now, and and there's always moments of adversity that you sort of have to overcome, right? I mean, if you if you want to make it at the end, you got to overcome some adversity. Or you got to get the tough right out. How tough is this tournament? Like, can you put it into words? Yeah, I mean, it's the toughest tournament by far that you go through in your wrestling career every year it it, uh you do everything to prepare for it but it's by far the toughest tournament just on your body the weight cutting the the preparation the discipline you know eliminating the distractions go you know that you know it's you know still having a lot of fun with it and uh that's why it's you know it's so tough because um it's just three days man of grinding against the you know the best guys in the country so uh you know it takes a toll on you and it's 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 hard so i'm curious after your after your quarterfinal with decal what's your what's your mentality like you know because you this was maybe the first time all year we've seen you been in a real dogfight in a real war you know what did that match do for you mentally or did it i mean did it change anything as you head into your semifinal against boyd who's obviously a tough competitor as well Oh, not, not too much, you know, like you get, it's just, yeah, when I played football in high school, my, my, uh, my uncle always used to say to me next play. And, uh, you know, it was just like, if you throw an interception next play, if you fumble next play, if you didn't, you know, you go four and out next play. So it's like, it's kind of like that in NCAA tournament because, you know, you beat that guy in the quarterfinals, you're wrestling one of the top guys in the country in the semifinals about five or six hours later. So, you can't really get caught up too caught up in results of your matches. You know, you just got to move on to the next one. And so I always think about that when my uncle told me in high school, he's always say next play, you know, just my mom was like, well, you know, next match, you know, we're going to do, you just got to let that one go. You know, maybe it didn't go the way you had it planned out in your head, but you got to just move on to the next one. And, uh, you know, you can't carry a match with you that you didn't, you didn't go your way maybe the way you wanted it to in the next one and then risk that one not going your way <laughs> as well, you know? So you just gotta, gotta move on to the next one and just, uh, let the re- you know, forget about what just happened and just, that's the way it has to be. So. And you, you get through Boyd, I think it was nine to three, another good win for you, real solid win. Now you're back in the finals for the third straight year. This time, you're the featured match. You know, you're the last last match of the night. You're the matchup everyone wants to see. Everyone's watching you. You know, you're the guy we've been watching all season. Knowing that it's your last time, I mean, was was anything different this time around as you're as you're sort of waiting to wrestle in the finals or I mean, was it a case of you've been there, you you kind of know what to expect and you were really calm and focused and and ready to roll. You know, I was in a good place. You know, we were in a good place. Um we were in a good spot, and uh, I was just, you know, I, I prepared the way I normally prepare, as I prepared for the last couple times I was there. Um, 
you know, there's not no, no, nothing too crazy. Just it's the last match, obviously, so there's some hype and uh, build up. And uh, you know, I think any guy their senior year wrestling for their last national title would want to be in that spot regardless of the outcome. You know, it's kind of a good way to end your college career being the last match of the NCAA tournament and going out that way. And I was grateful for that opportunity. So, um, I don't know. It was a lot of fun and, you know, I'm definitely, I definitely enjoyed the experience. That's for sure. And I know that, like, the match with Nickel is one people were really sort of craving all year. They were circling. I'm sure that's a challenge that you wanted as well. You know, what did you know about Nickel going into the match? And was he, um, you know, was he the guy you expected to be there? And, and when you got there, is it sort of what you expected to feel when you um, when you took the mat? Um, yeah, you know, he he had a great year. Uh, I, heck of a wrestler um it just we had a game plan going into it and um you know it just uh you just can't control the outcome sometimes and uh he uh he tipped my hat to him you know he's he won his first national title and you know good for him and his program so moving away from that match just back into like philosophy a little bit it's it's sort of a similar situation for you, you know, is it an element of like being the hunter versus being the hunted, you know, where you as a freshman are coming out and you're battling Ruth and and you had those awesome battles with Ruth and then this senior year it's it's kind of the same thing for you in in reverse. I mean, do you draw that parallel at all? I I never really thought about it like that, but I guess you're you know, you're right. Uh you know, all the way dating all the way back to when I was a freshman. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's just, at the end of the day, it's just, you guys got to keep in mind, it's just like two guys that get up every morning they put their shoes on and they, uh, go to work every day and, um, you know, that they just end up, there's a lot of different external factors that go into wrestling. Like that's not, that's, that, that's just the reality of it. And, uh, it's, it's 95% of a mental sport. And we all know, you know, the, the, you know, everybody usually kind of knows that. So uh, there's definitely different things that I'm, sh- you know, the things Bo Nickel has to deal with and Ed Ruth has to deal with might be different than the things that I have to deal with mentally going into those matches. But, uh, you know, we all have things that we have to deal with. So, um, yeah, you know, like I was a senior. It's my last time wrestling in college, and that's something that I had to deal with. But I'm sure Bo had to deal with some other things maybe that he had going on. So, you know, it's a mental sport, and uh, at the end of the day, you know, just whatever happens, happens. And uh, there's only there's only two guys in this, you know, there's only two guys responsible for the outcome of wrestling matches. So, And looking at your team, you know, Cornell, the program, I mean, over the past 10 years or so, uh, Cornell and Iowa are the only teams to place top 10 every year, you know, in the last 10 years. 15 straight years, Cornell's had three All-Americans, at least, on the podium, right? I mean, this this program that you're involved with, that you've been a leader leader for over the past four years, I mean, it's a great, incredible program that's just putting up outstanding results. What's your thoughts or your feelings on the success of the team and, and the sort of bond and the way that this team has been able 
to to progress and to consistently post solid results at the NCAA championships, be in the top 10 every year. What does that mean or, or how tough is that? Can you put it in perspective? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's an, inc- you know, I didn't know that stat, um, but yeah, that's an incredible, it's an incredible fact, you know, um, <clears throat> to be Cornell and Ivy League school and be able to compete with these big time, big 10 schools and big 12 schools and such, um, is, it just speaks to our, you know, our, our leaders, which is our, our coaching staff and, um, you know, our, our alumni and our, uh, athletic board. So it's, uh, it's an incredible, you know, it's just, I take a lot of pride in being from Cornell, you know, being able to say I wrestled for that program, um, and what it represents, um, Cornell is not just focused on you know, making great wrestlers, but also, you know, developing everybody as, you know, people as well. And, um, you know, I know Coach Cole, something he takes a lot of pride in is uh, <clears throat> every single one of his wrestlers, ever since he's been a head coach there, um, has had a job coming out of college. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just like stuff like that where, you know, wrestling does end for everybody someday. And I think, you know, Cornell, you know, really focuses on, you know, what are you going to do after after you're done wrestling too, which I, I take a lot of pride in that. So it's just uh, it's an incredible program with a lot of great people that I'm just so glad to be a part of. You know, one thing I did want to talk with you about is, um, you know, some of the battles you've been a part of throughout your college career. You know the the battles with Ruth in particular, some of the great ones I'll remember. But you've you've had some awesome battles um, throughout your career on the mat. You know, my I think my favorite Gabe Dean memory personally is uh, I don't even know if you remember this, but uh, so your freshman year we were interviewing you at the NCAA tournament after uh, after your quarters win, right? And you have Ruth in the semifinals, and someone asked you, I, I might ask you, um, you know, are you ready to do it again, right? And, and then you you poked me in the chest and you said. No, are you ready? <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> and I was like, "Yep, yep." Gabe Dean's scary. I'm scared of Gabe Dean. <laughs> yeah, so I'll always remember that. That was that was incredible. You had like the bloody mouth too. You know, your lips were cut, and you just poked me in the chest. But always, yeah, always. yeah, always, right? What are you going to remember most? You know, what are your favorite battles or your your favorite memories from being on the mat for Cornell? You know, um, I'm definitely going to remember. You know all the great uh, matches that I've been been able to be a part of, all the great competitors that I've been able to compete with, absolutely. Um, I think the thing that I'm going to take with me that will carry with me the rest of my life is is not the results of the wrestling that um, happened, but just the, the people that I've been able to, you know, connect with and meet and um, develop relationships with. Uh, you know, that's what's really special. That's kind of behind the scenes. You know, I just like – just like that moment right there that you just mentioned, it's like, you know, I was able to connect with Richard, Richard Emmel, you know, in the freaking hallway of Oklahoma City, you know, like uh, arena, you know, and it's just like, it's just stuff like that, like you said, that, you know, little moments with different people and that kind of thing that you really get to carry with you the rest of your life. And I, uh, I don't know, I just really love the, the fact that I've been able to meet so many cool, so many awesome, so many great representatives for this sport and develop relationships with them and my teammates and my coaching staff and my program as a whole. I'm just, uh, 
I'm just really going to take the the rela- relationships with me the rest of my life and take a lot of pride in that. Um, I'm just so glad that I was able to be around so many awesome people. And one of those guys that I, I think we should talk about um, that came right before you, uh, so you have sort of this this example to follow, I guess. Uh, I'm talking about Kyle Dake, who's a four-time NCAA champion, still wrestling, still in the room. I'm sure he had a big influence on you. Um, you were able to pick his brain and learn from him. But having a guy like that come before you, I mean, how did that influence your career? And even moving forward, you know, how could it still influence you? Well, you know, Kyle is uh, Kyle's a great competitor, obviously. Uh, what he did was incredible. Um, you know, he's in there, you know, it just he wrestles with us, so, you know, every day when he's not, when he's, when he's in Ithaca. And, uh, you know, when you're young, having a guy like that around is good, you know, as an example for, you know, hey, this is how you, this is kind of how you get to the top. Um, you know, I wasn't, I didn't work too much directly, actually, with Kyle. He, uh, he worked a lot with Real Buto um, and uh, Palacio and those guys. Um, but, you know, me, I got a lot of respect for Kyle and, um, and what he, what he was able to accomplish. And, uh, you know, to have a guy like that, um, as a representative of your program, um, is always great for any young guy coming in to watch and learn from, from the way he goes about his business. So you mentioned Palacio and Robito and, and you guys are, you know, moving on this, this year, but, but you guys really held down the, the fort, so to speak, for Cornell over the past few seasons. Also, seems like very different personalities, right? Uh, talk about, <laughs> yeah, I know, uh, how you three, and just your class, I guess, sort of meshed and, and uh, what it was like wrestling with these guys. And, uh, you know, I really want to know when you're going to be on uh, Palacio's Snapchat story, you know, if that's going to happen anytime <laughs> soon. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, follow him on Chat? Do you follow him on Snapchat? I I can't. Like I don't think I can. I don't know if I could do it. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen yeah. some of them. Yeah, for sure. So I so I remember coming in with those guys. Um, you know, Mark Gray, Brian Palacio, and you got to keep. You know, for me, it was uh, when I was coming in with them. It was uh, so they were all like big time high school wrestlers, mm-hmm. uh, right? They all had like a lot of good accolades coming in. Uh, me, I was probably one of our worst recruits coming into college. So I, uh, um, I was just like, you know, kind of in awe of them when they, when I was able to train with them and we were running together, we were lifting together. I was just like, wow, this is so cool. You know, I'm with Mark Gray and I'm with Dylan Palacio. Uh, maybe not so much Palacio, but I'm with, with Real Buto. You know? like, I'm like, I'm, li- I'm living with these guys and it's just like, you know, I, you know, I was just like, really, it was just kind of blown away by you know how talented how how good they were you know even guys like that you got you you don't even know like taylor simez he was a two-time state champ coming out of michigan with me um yeah steve Cagini, you know was a really really talented high school wrestler you know just injuries kind of caught up with him in college but it's like i was just surrounded by these guys and um you know they they all had so much so many Nobody was similar. Everybody was very different in their own way. And, um, you know, obviously Palacios was the most different. But uh, he, uh, but he, he's also like, you know, when you're with him, you're hanging out with him. He's very endearing. There's just something about him that's 
you know, charming and it's fun. And, you know, it's just like I look back when we were doing our, you know, our Croatia year together and we were just going every weekend to different tournaments and, you know, you know, all of us were sleeping in one hotel room on the floors and stuff. And, you know, it's just like stuff like that, you know, you think about and you're just like, man, I'm really I'm really going to miss those guys and I'm really going to miss those times that we had, you know, I'm really going to miss, you know, seeing Palacio, you know, uh, cutting like 20 pounds and I'm going to miss, you know, Mark Gray doing the same and, you know, Brian, you know, you know, I'm just going to miss the times that we had. We had a lot of good times and, you know, the, the fact that we were all able to, you know, finish and get through, uh, you know, five years together and, you know, had, uh, had some success, you know, I'm just really proud of them and everything that they did and how they went about the business. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't really put into words like what that freshman or red shirt, gray shirt, whatever it is year. Cause I, I mean, I remember like cutting weight, having to drive yourself to an open tournament. My tire blows out, still got to make weigh-ins, but you're, you know, like just crazy stuff happens. Sleeping in the car, sleeping at parents' yep. house, like, <laughs> you know, Yep, that's what it is. That's exactly right. And uh makes you appreciate when you're like, you know, yeah. wrestling for Cornell a lot more, you're wrestling for your school a lot more. <laughs> yeah, when you get to take a plane to wherever you're going, yeah. it's great. And you have the hotel room set up, you know, you get the, you, you're taken to the grocery store and, you know, you just get all the logistical things are like in place for you and it's easy. Mm-hmm. You take a lot, you get to really appreciate that, which is nice. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you, man. That's great. College wrestling is it's one like once in a lifetime You're not thing. Like budget ends anymore. You yeah, know, like you know, You're like <laughs> a real like a Hilton. You know, you're not at the. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I don't think we ever stayed in a hotel when during my redshirt year. I think we we either stayed in the car or in someone's house. Like that was it. Yeah. Like that was. Yeah, or like a really rundown like motel or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I, I kind of want to, you know, put a bow on this, uh, uh, you, you know, your sort of college career. You go to Cornell, incredible career, you know, three one one two, four time All American. We've mentioned the accolades, but can you put into words what Cornell itself, the people there, you're getting a great degree, you know, what all of that means to you? This experience, not necessarily your accolades or your on the mat performance, but just what the school and being a part of that means to you? Just, uh, just, uh, amazing. You know, just, I, uh, incredible, so much opportunity. Um, and just, you know, you take a step back from all of it. You know, like you said, you get a great degree. You get to be around so many incredible people. You get to wrestle for one of the better, best programs in the country. And, you know, it's just like, you know, what more can you ask for opportunity-wise to set you up for the rest of your life? And uh, it's just been it's just been an incredible ride, an incredible journey. I, uh, I can't picture myself doing it any other way, you know. It's just – yeah, it's, I, I don't really know what, what else to say. I just I definitely can't picture doing it any other way. I want to take a step back a little bit. The people I have on my show, I, I like to sort of tap into what drew them to the sport and what, um, you know, outside of their journey, you know, what uh, how they became a successful wrestler in person. But uh, for you, 
you know, I know, I know your dad was involved in wrestling for a long time, successful wrestler, you know, all the things that go with, with that. You're close with your family. Talk about your relationship a little bit with, with your dad having been successful, you know, on the mat. What's that like? And I know uh, I've, I've listened to you before and, and you, you really outlined that there was, there was no pressure. It was, um, you know, more of an encouragement, more of a, a tight knit. Hey, if you want to do this sort of thing, then then let's do this. Can you can you speak to that at all, or, or give us some insight on, yes. on that relationship? Absolutely. Um, my dad. Uh, so yeah, my, like you said, my dad had a lot, a, a good amount of success in the sport, and um, you know, learned a ton from wrestling. Uh, you know, he was a he's a Jay Robinson was a huge had a huge impact on his life. Um, at Minnesota, and he learned a ton from him that he was able to pass down to, you know, me and his kids. Um, you know, I started in the sport when I was nine years old, and, uh, you know, I told the story many times, and I'm sure you've heard it. You know, I, I went out there, got headlocked by a girl, <laughs> and uh, and acted like I was paralyzed on the mat. Hey, I might have done know, that once, too, so I don't blame you, but... <laughs> <laughs> Someone that can relate. I thought I'd only. I, I thought nobody could probably relate to that, but <laughs> awesome. And uh, you know, that's that's you know, it's where I started. And I can't tell you how many times I tried to quit wrestling when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what I think. You know, I appreciate the mo- one of the things I appreciate the most about my mother and father is they didn't raise me out of their own own egos, out of their own intentions you know they raised me with unconditional love and support that you know hey Gabe whatever path you want to go down whether wrestling's included or not you know we will support that but just you know we're going to teach you know and they were they whatever it was they they taught me the right values they're what they believe are the right values to raise your kids. You know, they, they taught me those values along the way through my experiences with sports. So I played a bunch of sports when I was a kid. I believe all kids should play sports because it's really not the, the outcomes of the sports that are most important, right? It's what the sports teach us. It's what the sports develop in us, put young kids through adversity, give them Give the, gives them adversity and, and then allows them to go back to their families, their support system, whatever that is, and take that struggle back to them. And then they are able to teach them how to deal with it. And that's what – that was the big goal with my parents is like whether you're wrestling, whether you're playing football, whether you're playing baseball, whether you're playing soccer, whatever you're doing, you know, you're going to you know, you're gonna do it and you're going to go through with it. And if you don't love it at the end, you can move on to something else. But we're going to take that, those experiences that we got from it, and we're going to learn from it, and you're going to get, you're going to become a better person. And the whole time, and through my whole, until this day, I, I constantly remind myself that every time I hit an adverse moment, because I remember when I was trying to quit wrestling when I was a kid. I remember when things were tough. I remember when things were hard in sports, and I'd always be able to go back to my dad I'd be able to go back to my mom and they would you know they would teach me through that adversity so that I would know how to deal with it when I was on my own so when I got to college I was not only very motivated because I was I had a great childhood there was no pressure I was learning constantly even though I didn't really even know that I was learning I was learning 
And by the time I got to high school and college, I was able to take all that. And every time I had adversity in the room, which happens every year in college, every time there was a hard moment, every time there was something that I had to deal with, I was able to reflect back on all my experiences and what my parents taught me, what what my mentors have taught me, how to deal with adversity. And I always remind myself, you know, in this moment, Gabe, it's not it's not about your winning and losing. It's about your character and how you're going to be defined through this and how you're going to respond. So I, I would, you know, that's why sports are great. And that's why I had a great upbringing and a great support system. And I'm very thankful for that. So obviously wrestling was in your blood, but why did you end up deciding to wrestle? What drew you in? Was it just because it was sort of already established or was it more of a you decision? Well, when I played, uh, I played, I wanted to play football in college going to my senior year. And, um, I went down to Georgia tech and I had a bad experience with them. Um, realized that the, you know, football, I had to rely on a lot of other people to determine if I was going to be good or not. You know, I had to get through, you know, a lot of different layers of people in order to even have a chance to, to, to be good or not. And in wrestling, I was like, you know, you control your own destiny in the sport, and you get to determine that. You get to determine. There's no layers. You determine whether you're good, at, you're good or not at wrestling. You determine everything on how you go about your business. And when that hit me, that hit me in that moment when I was – I was literally – I drove down 13 hours to Georgia Tech there for 20 minutes, drove 13 hours back to Michigan, and it hit me after that whole experience on my ride back with my dad. I, tur- I remember turning to my dad, and I was like, Dad, I want to wrestle in college because I will be able to control my own fate. And then when that happened, um, he, him, and Co- him and Coach Cole you know, had done some business stuff together, and they all were assuming I played football. And my dad let him know that, hey, you know, I think Gabe wants to wrestle in college. It was just like Cornell came out of nowhere. I, was a, I really didn't even know where Cornell was, to be honest with you. And, uh, <laughs> and they, uh, um, they connected well with my family. And, um, yeah, so it worked out really well, just, you know, in that way. Well, you were only a one-time state champ in Michigan. I say only, but you were a state champ in Michigan, right? But one time. How did that translate so quickly into what you did in college? Um, my first my first year in college, I – so my first year in college – oh, man, talk about adversity. My first year in college, I uh, – I didn't have. I didn't win any tournaments. I didn't win one open tournament. Didn't do anything um, spectacular. I placed at a bunch. I went 0 and 2 at my first tournament. I've talked about that before in some interviews. Um, but it was not in a smooth transition at all. Um, a lot of and I, I was being coached by a guy named Cam Simons at the time, who had won a national title for Cornell and was a four-time All-American. And um, the way he coached me and the mindset he inspired me to wrestle was like, Gabe, don't worry about your out, out, the outcome. Just worry about the effort. So no matter what happened, when I was going out there and wrestling my TC3 year, if I won, won or lost, um, it was all about effort. And so it was, you know, it wasn't organized. We were wrestling every weekend. We were training hard. Uh, and then I, uh, when I was able, then they, you know, I got a ton of matches. I think I wrestled 74 matches my TC3 year. 
Um, because I was always losing like the first or second round. I'd have to wrestle all the way back. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, so then I got a ton of experience. So by the time I came to Cornell and I came into, you know, an uh, organized, structured system, you know, they, you know, they sharpened those edges a little bit. And uh, as the year went on, gained more confidence and, you know, kind of started doing well. Was there, so. was there like a moment that that it sort of like clicked i guess if you want to call it that but or was it more of a gradual progression throughout the year i think the moment that it clicked with me was uh i remember i remember i just went when uh i just went oh and two at my first college open and i was like what am i doing you know like and granted i lost to uh and at the time they, you know i lost to vic avery and i lost to kenny quartz who ended up being all americans but um, but I, uh, I just, I just was like, what am I doing? You know, I have no purpose in my, in, in what I'm doing right now. And I remember talking to my dad on the phone and he's like, he's like, your purpose should not be to win and lose wrestling matches this year, Gabe. Your purpose is to see how good you just see how much better at wrestling you can get. And, um, that always stuck with me from that point on. So I was like, you know, no matter what the outcome was, I just wanted to see how much better I could get. And uh, that's what I focused on the rest of the year. So kind of looking towards the future now, uh, what does the future hold for you? I'm pretty sure you're going to keep wrestling just based on my intel, but uh, I'd rather you say it. What, I mean, what uh, what do you see yourself doing in the near-term future, long-term future? I mean, what uh, what are your plans? Um. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm going to be wrestling in the U.S. Open at the end of April, and um, I think I'm going to the Pan American stuff as well <clears throat> in Brazil right after that. Uh, I've never been more uh, more eager, more motivated, more excited to uh, get on to this next part of uh, international-style wrestling. I think I have so much to learn, and there's so many people that I could draw so much knowledge from, and I'm... Uh, like I said, man, it's just my my journey has never has never been like like always been at the top, never. Um, I've always had setbacks in my career. I've always had um, things that I've had to overcome, and uh, I've just kind of jumped into it, and uh, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do here. You know, I don't know what's gonna happen. Obviously, you know, I don't know what's gonna you know what what uh, you know. God has in the cards for me in this next chapter, but you know, I'm going to go for it. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I'll see, see what, see what happens. So, and that's the way I've kind of just lived my whole uh, life up to this point. And, um, you know, whether, you know, you just can walk when you do, when you live your life that way, I just believe, you know, you can walk away at the end of the day and at least, you know, you know, if, if, you know, if it worked out or not. So, I definitely don't want to ever live in my, live my life with the what ifs. I just want to go for things. So, kind of to piggyback off that, what were your words of wisdom, word of advice? What would you say to anyone coming up through the ranks? You know, a young kid, or maybe someone that's not even interested yet in this sport or isn't fully committed. You know, what would you say if you want to be successful in this sport and in life? you know, more importantly, what piece of advice would you give? Say, keep in mind, uh, 
keep in mind what the true value is, um, where your value is, and is it's not in it's not in your how many wins and losses you take. It's not in how many Instagram likes you get or how many retweets you get on Twitter, and attention and accolades. It's not in that. Um, I'd say uh, if you want to be successful in life, you got to always have a bigger picture, and the bigger picture is um, using the you know the best sport in the world wrestling and what it teaches you and the people that it brings into your life and what they teach you to use that to become a better version of yourself as a human being and use that to apply to the things that are really important the things that have the most responsibility and the things that are going to matter to you the most in your life when you're a husband and when you're a father someday and uh when you're you know in your professional career and uh Use use the things that you learn to make you better at those, and uh, I strongly believe that's what you have to keep in mind um, throughout your journey through sports and through wrestling. You know, don't put your don't put your value in in your accolades and your and your successes and in, in what you accomplish. Put your value in um, how, what it's teaching you and how it's making you a better person and how it can uh, apply to your life after you're done wrestling. So, excellent. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. Time for the fun part of the show. Uh, I like to end it with a little rapid fire. I know you've been having so much fun already, but uh, you know I have. <laughs> no, you just, you're actually really, really good at this. You're really good at this. Thanks, man. Uh, really delighted. I appreciate it. I'm only 74 episodes in, so I hope I like have some sort of, you know, a, a little bit of flow with it, but. I'll- 74 hours with with a bunch of wrestlers and, awesome. and there's been there's been more there's been some two hour two and a half hour i think i talked to slay for two and a half hours i had to just finally shut it off oh. i'm like man no one's gonna listen to this but it's that was a really good one actually <laughs> but yeah so 10 questions as fast as you can go you accept the challenge i accept the challenge let's see how i do all right if you could wrestle one match against anyone who would it be oh man uh brett metcalf if you could eat dinner with anyone, who would it be? Does that have to be a wrestler? No. Kenny Chesney. Uh, superpower. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Why? What is the best match you've ever watched? Uh, Kerry Colott and Mark Ironside back in the day. Nice. What is your favorite wrestling move? Do I do I have do I do it or does no. do I get to watch it? Any any I'd move. say one of the most entertaining moves I've ever seen in my life is when what's his face hit that flying squirrel. That was insane. <laughs> that was so, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I don't know if we count that as a move, but I could, I don't know. I think only one person can do that, but wow, that was insane. Yeah. Um, who would play you in a movie about your life? Who would play me in a movie about my life? Wow, that's a good question. Um, Man, wow. Uh, probably like uh, I don't know, like Sylvester Stallone. You know, one of the, someone like that. <laughs> I could see it. I could see that. Uh, yeah, that's some, someone that's <laughs> someone like that. If you could go anywhere in the world, where'd you go? Uh, Lowell, Michigan, where I'm from. <laughs> what is the best meal that you can cook? Uh, best meal I can cook is, uh, I grew up really nice, some, uh, ribeye steaks and, uh, some good old, uh, sweet potatoes and, uh, uh, steamed broccoli. That's nice. my, that's my best. Nice. 
I'm coming over for dinner tonight, by the way. Um, awesome, awesome. Love to have you. If you could do anything besides wrestle, a profession besides wrestling, what would it be? Play football. Definitely. Last one. Who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Favorite wrestler of all time. Um, the guy that inspired me the most when I was a kid is probably uh, is probably Brett Metcalf. I loved watching Brett when I was a kid. Awesome. He's probably my favorite. Yeah, he's a good one. He's a good one. Man. Did you did you see the little uh, photo we put out of Baby Metcalf? That we uh, yeah, that was awesome. Wasn't I that cool? That. That was awesome. Yeah, man, he, yeah. He was such a little guy. I can't believe how small he was. I couldn't even recognize it. I was like, "That's not Metcalf." Yeah, Metcalf. Oh, it was crazy. That was that was really cool. I love that photo. Yeah. Uh, so you can follow him on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff at Dave Gein. So don't get that confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll that, tell you. I, I love it. It's it's a good one. It's a good trend. I think your brother does that too, right? Does he he do? Yeah, uh, Dax Dax Mean. Dax, Dax Mean. Mean. His is a little better. Yep. His is a little better. Yeah, his is, his has a better little ring to it. I'm not gonna. Lie. Yeah, but uh, any um before I let you go, any final words or uh, anything else you'd like to say um before we wrap this baby up? Yeah, you know I just uh thank you for having me on. Um, sure. like I said, great. You you're really good at what you do, Rich, and uh, I uh, look forward to you know poking you in the chest a couple more times and uh you know a couple more interviews with you yeah and uh yeah the sport is great and uh, i'm just i'm just feel grateful to be a part of all of it so thank you man just some incredible stuff there from gabe dean you know i think he really puts in perspective the sport of wrestling the highs and lows and how to deal with it how to navigate it and ultimately what's important in life and and having proper values and what it means to be successful and how to succeed at everything you do. So again, big thanks to Gabe for coming on the show and sharing. I think that that speaks a lot about his character, who he is as a man. And we definitely are pumped that he's going to keep wrestling. Look forward to seeing him at the U.S. Open on the freestyle side of things in April. Big thanks to all you fans for listening and keeping the show growing, prospering. Be sure if you have any feedback or suggestions to reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Feedback, questions, anything, feel free to send it my way, and we'll try to keep this podcast train rocking. But I do have to remind you, as I always do, from everyone here at USA Wrestling, I am your host, Richard Immel, and I remind you, don't just settle for the win when you can score bonus points. Catch you next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.